1: This episode of Culture Vulture was brought to you by our mates at part-time rangers. Because why wouldn't you want to save wildlife while you sip? team and welcome back to what live. someone has actually confirmed is their favourite pop culture podcast so I saw that that email made my day I know that was, was so sweet I thought it was so cute um hello everyone and hello Liv who's Beaming in from beautiful Blenheim
0: today. Yes, hello, hello. It's a lovely day here in Blenheim. It's really weird not to be in the studio with Luce, but after some technical difficulties, we are
1: here. Thank goodness. Now, today is going to be a bit different. The first half of the episode, I'm going to run through, instead of a naughty or nice, I'm going to be talking about the celebrities who have reacted or some of the celebrities who have reacted to the overturning of Roe v. Wade in the States. Um, We're going to do a full episode on the shit show about like the political side of this, what it actually means, obviously, so go and listen to that on Friday. I've also written about it in the newsletter, Uh, but today we're going to talk about some of the celebrity reactions, and then Liv, what are you going to talk about? Then we're going to talk about pronouns today, um, specifically Elon
0: Musk and his child and J-Lo and her child and sort of the
1: differences between
0: how the two have reacted.
1: So quite a quite a political sort of... Yeah. But with a pop culture twist, obviously, this is what Culture Vulture is about, bringing pop culture and the world together, seeing how they intersect. I'm really excited for this episode, Liz. But I do need to know from you, what describes your week?
0: Okay, so what describes my week is the old Kiwi saying... Um, do the mahi get the treats Yeah, and that was very much especially my weekend I for anyone who lives in New Zealand I did some of the Queen Charlotte track um, basically this tramp and we camped overnight and it was pretty fucking cold <laughs> and then um, walked for quite a long time my feet were <laughs> fucking sore I had a really heavy pack on my back but it was really awesome and then we got to this place. Um, called Punga Cove, where you could have a hot tub, um, go on the sea, go for a kayak. It was really, really beautiful. So it was all worth it in the end. But
1: yeah, how about you, Louis? <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> what describes my week is an update on what described my week last week, where I said I was trying to transition from goblin mode to sort of clean, cleaner girl. Um <laughs> I would just like to tell you that I have now done a week of proper washing my face. Also, Flo listened to oh my our God. last week's episode and you called her up tight on the Did episode. I? <laughs> because I said to her, I was like, oh, Flo, you got a dedicated section because you called me gross. And also, I had some people replying, uh, sending me emails saying, <laughs> Lucy, just want to let you know you're not gross. And so, thanks for the validation. But yeah, Flo listened <laughs> to the episode. And she's like, it was so funny, except. Liv actually said, yeah, she can be a bit uptight. And I am oh that you said that, you bet. <laughs> Jesus oh. Christ. Well, to be honest, like, she knows wrong? that about like, herself. Like, you lie? Anyway, I mean, Flo, Does she make her you?
0: boyfriend wash <laughs> his pillowcases every two days? I'm sorry,
1: but that is classified as slightly uptight. Oh, my God. So Liv's just dug herself a little deeper. Flo, we do Flo, love you. I love you a lot. Um, I will- and I love that about you. I will also say, oh, okay, I love it about her too, Unless she texts me while I'm at work telling me how gross I am and everything I do wrong. No, it's so, so funny. She's um, just better than the rest of us at the end of the day. I look at the end of the day. The cleaner mm. you are, obviously, equals the better you are. I think um, so. So my bed threads that I'd ordered, they've now arrived. I also went and bought some new pillows. Now, I will say it was buy one, get one free. So <laughs> I... had a very adult weekend of like for four pillows it cost me 80 bucks which isn't that bad um really comfy I don't even know the price of pillows these days is that is that quite standard or well no it's good because I got buy one get one free are these goose down um not goose down but firm Firm enough. Anyway, except for So when you don't know any other time no, of below. Literally goose down, maybe duck down. Um I will say I am not perfect, in case you were all wondering. I know I sound it right now. Um I did still make the dryer sort of smoke last night because I still put too much in because Flo hates it when I put all my shit in together. And she always tells me off and I always think it's fine. And then last night <laughs> I had to eat a bit of humble pie because mm. I put everything in. Flo said, "Don't do that." And then the dryer stopped and started smoking. And I think it was my dressing gown. So oh fuck! Did but you I'm take the lint Um, yeah, actually, the- yeah, did did beforehand. Oh, you did? Right, I think okay. it was purely Lucy overstuffing the dryer because she's too lazy to do <laughs> multiple. Well, that's that's definitely one to flow zero to Lucy
0: zero well, to live as well. Well, actually, to one
1: to live. I think it might be. Two to Lucy for the for the clean skin and the bed threads. One Two. to Flo because I overstuffed the, <laughs> the dryer.
0: And I have to say I'm so jealous of your bed threads. Oh. Lemon cello
1: is where it's at. Oh yeah. No, they really are lovely. Okay, so I'm sure y'all are sick of hearing about um the transition out of goblin mode. But do you know what? Um, you're probably sicker of what the fuck was that English? <laughs> <laughs> you're probably sicker of nine people. In the United States, namely the Supreme Court, namely actually five people who chose to overturn Roe v. Wade, which means that abortion is no longer a constitutional right. This means that states now have the option to make abortion illegal, like under all circumstances they can make it illegal, no matter if it's an eptopic pregnancy, no matter if it's to do with incest or rape. I mean, every state now has the option to say whatever they want about abortions for people that need them. And we're really fucked off about it over here in Aotearoa, so I can't imagine how fucked off everyone in this state, well, every pro-choice person in the States is feeling. But live a few people that have been making it quite known how they feel are... The celebrities. <laughs> yes, the celebrities always have something to say.
0: Um, I have to say we're very good at tone shifts on this podcast because that was quite quick from bed threads to um, Be- v- Wade. Yeah. I know. But it's totally devastating. But, Luz, I would love to hear about what the celebrities have
1: been saying because I've been out of reception all weekend, so please fill me in. Oh Well, let me tell you. So the first person that I saw... Um, sort of during one of their shows say something about this, was Phoebe Bridges. Now, when the leaked draft of what was potentially going to happen with Roe v. Wade, that it was going to be overturned, came out, Phoebe actually opened up and said that she had an abortion in October of last year while she was on tour. She went to Planned Parenthood where they gave her the abortion pill. It was easy and everyone deserves that kind of access. And so I was wondering if she was going to do a follow-up now that it actually has been overturned because she's been quite loud about, you know, the right to choose. And she did. She got on stage at one of her concerts and she basically led a chant for everyone to yell, fuck the Supreme Court. And it was, like, really, really powerful. After Mm. the chant sort of ended, she said, fuck that shit, fuck America, like, fuck you. All these irrelevant old motherfuckers trying to tell us what to do with our fucking bodies fuck it and i was just i saw that straight away i put it on instagram it's on our um instagram page if you want to go and see it it's really funny because instagram tried to beep all the f words but the beep <laughs> is just after it's like fuck beep fucking beep. <laughs> like so luckily the That's censorship yeah it didn't really work there yeah. so we've got phoebe we love her we we, we do we We're are with so her. here for that sentiment fucking now, great. Halsey, um, who's actually been speaking up about abortions basically since she had a big platform, she, during her song Nightmare at one of her concerts, had like big, big red screens behind her, basically saying that, like, the Supreme Court have just overturned Roe v. Wade. Um, things like, don't wait for the revolutionaries, be the revolutionaries. No one is coming to do the work for us. Um, she said things like, uh, the work is ours, we have to do it now, which. Is annoying because the work actually isn't ours. The work is on the people that we elect and then – I mean, but you can't elect the Supreme Court. Again, I'm going to explain why, like, Joe Biden or anyone couldn't stop this over in the shit show because it does get quite confusing because you're like, if the president says that you should be able to get an abortion, then surely he can do something or else what's the point of the president? Not up to him, it's up to the Supreme Court who deal with all the constitutional things. They're like the highest court. Um, Anyway, Halsey then went on to play like a slideshow of people protesting at marches and it was just like huge energy, huge... It's like, it's just... It's at the same time amazing and just completely fucked up, but... It just shows how people do have the capacity to come together over shit that they believe in, right? Absolutely, and that... Celebrities can whip this shit up. They do have the chance to say something as soon as like Yes. As soon as possible, really. Like these They have the platform, yes. they have the influence. And they aren't fucking around, are they? Fuck yes. Now, um, while we're sticking with sort of concerts, Olivia Rodrigo, she was playing at Glastonbury, and she brought out Lily Allen and she basically said a big fuck you, to um, all the Supreme Court justices who voted to overturn Roe v. Wade. She read out their names. She said, I'm devastated and terrified that so many women and so many girls are going to die because of this. At the end of the day, they truly don't give a shit about freedom. And then her and Lily Allen sung Lily's song, fuck you. That, again, was like, Olivia Rodrigo is so young and Mm. it's just crazy to think, like, she is the poster child for Gen Z, right? How wild is it that in America their parents and even their grandparents, Gen Zs, had more rights when it comes to abortion than know. us, the generation that's meant to be, you know, like living in the land of the fucking free?
0: Yeah, it feels very dystopian and yes. just, yeah, totally, totally fucked up. It just is amazing. I mean, we sit here and talk about celebrities and just, as you said, Luce, that we talk about the intersection between them and politics. Like, this really is showing
1: the power that they have over political circumstances. Absolutely. I mean, so people like Harry Styles tweeted about it. Taylor Swift tweeted about it, which was good because she had come under a little bit of criticism for not um, speaking up about the draft bill when it was leaked last last time. Pink said, let's be clear, if you believe the government belongs in a woman's uterus, a gay person's business or marriage, or that racism is okay, then please, in the name of your lord, never fucking listen to my music again. And also, fuck right off. We good? Like, I just feel like there's no more trying to be politically correct if you feel a certain way. There's no more beating around the bush. For sure, and especially
0: when you know that you're going to be greeted with the majority of people on your side. I think it is, as you said, Luce, before, this is, would you say like a more black and white topic than a lot of the other things that come about in, you know, in
1: media and, and celebrities are kind of expected to comment on? Yeah, I would say, yeah, exactly. There's less of a... Let me just, I agree with this, but let me just Mm. caveat by saying I don't agree with it here, here, and here. It's sort of like you believe that the government should stay the fuck out of women's bodies or you believe otherwise. And we're not going to entertain that on this podcast because we do not have to. Lizzo has planned to donate $500,000 from her tour to Planned Parenthood. This was an interesting one because at the start I was like, that's fucking amazing and I still think that is amazing and do what you can with what you have. A lot of people have been saying um, going to separate abortion funds is better than going straight to Planned Parenthood, which is like the big overarching organisation. That may be true, especially if you're living in the States. But um, I mean, it's an easy, legitimate place that I guess if you're a celebrity that wants to make a sort of big impact, I understand why you'd go to Planned Parenthood. Mm. Danny DeVito tweeted, Supreme Court my ass, and that got like 1.5 million likes. I mean, there's just been this outpouring of maybe people who wouldn't speak up about other things, really just, I mean, come on. We've gone back literally 50 years. If if celebrities weren't going to stand up and say something now about this, then like why have you got a play for sure
0: and it's freedoms like you know that Luce you and i have grown up yeah. with like we didn't know any different yes. to this and so it just feels even scarier yeah. when something that you thought was part of
1: history is now occurring again exactly i know so i mean there's a lot more out there we're going to be seeing well, we're not going to be shutting up about this for a long, long time, basically until it's safe for people who want to get an abortion in the States to get one in one way or another, whether that's by a, an abortion pill, whether that's by getting them across state lines. No one is going to be quiet about this, I don't think, for an extremely long time. And. We fucking shouldn't be, should we, love? Absolutely not. Now, before we head into our next couple of stories, we are going to hear from our wonderful sponsors. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for.
0: But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today.
1: Today. We are incredibly excited to be working with our mates at part-time ranges once again. Fun fact for y'all, part-time rangers were actually our first ever podcast sponsor over on the shit show. That was before we were even a proper business. So naturally, we love them. Yes, Luce, we also love that with every sip you take of one
0: of their RTDs, like the pink rhino or the yellow elephant, you're actually saving wildlife. A portion of the proceeds from every can supports wildlife conservation across the globe,
1: which is fucking amazing. So that's from the big tusk elephants and rhinos in Africa to koalas in Australia and kiwi in New Zealand. There's just so much to love about part-time rangers. And honestly, what better way to chill out than by listening to an episode of your favourite pop culture podcast while sipping on a cheeky part-time rangers bevy. I mean, cheers to that, Liv. And to our besties who are over 18, please go and grab yourself some part-time rangers and save the wildlife while you sip.
0: So, Luz, our other topic today is all about pronouns, and we're talking about Elon Musk, um, who often kind of makes his way onto this podcast, and also J-Lo, who we haven't really talked about before.
1: No. J-Lo is one of those underrated artists, I think, who's like, Hustlers was fucking incredible. You know, she's got so much to her name. Yeah, and, and... We haven't really talked about her, but she has been incredible um, as of late, hasn't she? She really has. Um, I really want to watch her Netflix documentary. Have you seen it, Luz? I haven't seen it, but I've heard so many people talking about it. Apparently, it's so good. Yes, that's definitely one for the recommendation list. Um,
0: But first of all, we'll start off with Elon Musk. So basically... Elon Musk's 18-year-old daughter legally changed her name last week, so she made it very clear she wanted to disassociate herself from Elon Musk by petitioning for a name change and a new birth certificate. So within this petition, she says, and this is quoting her, I no longer live with or wish to be related to my biological father in any way, shape, or form. So of course, she's talking about the billionaire himself, Elon. So she also legally changed her gender recognition from male to female as soon as she turned 18, which is the legal age in California to do so. So she's the child of a woman called Justine Wilson, who was married to Elon Musk from 2000 until 2008, which is when she filed for the divorce. Um, So they had five kids together and she's one of them. Whoa. Did Elon have five kids? Yeah, five kids with her, and so he's got seven altogether because he has two with Grimes. Remember the baby that they were trying to hide?
1: Yes, and then in that interview, the baby started crying. Yeah. So wild. Why this is interesting
0: is basically his response to this or not even his response but what he has said in the past about transgender people and about pronouns like he has tweeted a lot about these sort of topics of discussion and now it's kind of becoming apparent that that may be because he had you know a daughter who who transitioned and maybe he wasn't dealing with that particularly well yeah um so the only thing that he's actually come out to say about his daughter wanting to no longer be associated with him is um, in a statement to the Daily Beast. He was basically just criticizing media outlets for publishing the story about his daughter and her name because he said, she does not want to be a public figure. I think it's more important to defend her right to privacy. Please don't out someone against their will. It's not right. Which isn't even the point of the story, right? Like, He basically just deflected, I feel, with that comment. He's just
1: not wanting his track record to be brought up because he's actually said some awful things. Some
0: awful things, which we will go into now. So as we said, he has a history of commenting on trans people and especially their use of pronouns. So this all started in July 2020 when Elon simply tweeted, pronouns suck, just those two words. And then um, he got a whole lot of backlash online and his partner Grimes actually replied, um, this has since been deleted, but she replied saying, I love you, but please turn off your phone or give me a call. I cannot support hate. Please stop this. I know this isn't your heart. Which is just so 2020 to have a couple debating over Twitter. Like, this is so ridiculous. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it sounds like it's because he won't—he won't, he won't talk like to her. contact her yeah, in real life. Exactly. Yeah, and it's interesting because Grimes. I mean, this was sort of back in March. I don't know if they're still dating. Don't know if it's all just sort of reports. But Grimes was dating um, Chelsea Manning. Chelsea Manning is the trans woman who was like the WikiLeaks whistleblower. But it's really interesting that Grimes had that sort of spa with Elon back in 2020. And then, you know, obviously Grimes has always been just love whoever. Almost like foreshadowing what was going to happen and
0: showing that he has a further personal connection with the trans community that he just blatantly doesn't um, give any respect to. So... Further through 2020, towards the end of the year, he shared a meme that was seemingly mocking people who put their pronouns in their online bios. So um, after he tweeted this meme, he then got a lot of backlash again and then came to Twitter saying, I absolutely support trans, but these pronouns are an aesthetic nightmare. (laughs) Which I don't even fucking know what he means by that. Like, honestly.
1: And is he so worried about his aesthetic? I mean... Like, I've only ever seen him in a black polo. (laughs) Like, I've only ever seen him. Honestly,
0: like, it's not like his aesthetic is top notch. Just very, very strange. And then in March 2022, he tweeted a meme referring to the war in Ukraine that read, Netflix waiting for the war to end to make a movie about a black Ukraine guy who falls in love with a transgender Russian soldier, which is just so it's literally so fucking insensitive and ridiculous. It's all just a joke to him. And then most recently, um on June 11th, 2022, Musk tweeted about gender again, this time expressing his confusion. He said We are simultaneously being told that gender differences do not exist and that genders are so profoundly different that irreversible surgery is the only option. Perhaps someone wiser than me can explain this dichotomy. And then he just ends up saying, it is a better world if we are all less judgy. Like, what do you mean? You've just been judging for the last like two years about
1: trans people literally and then him saying perhaps someone smarter than me can explain it when he's like thinks he's the smartest man in the world literally
0: like that just screams
1: like that just he's just
0: saying that to try and be likable
1: or it screams you know how it screams Passing on the work of educating yourself to someone who doesn't have to fucking educate you or doesn't owe you shit. Totally. And it's like, how
0: is he saying this? Speak to your daughter. Yeah, and how has he not educated himself past this when his daughter is literally someone going through this experience? It's just so awful. His
1: interests are in buying Twitter so he can continue spouting this bullshit, right? Yeah, honestly, it's really scary because then this kind of Research took me into
0: his political stance a little bit um, because I feel like his disregard for trans people and the correct use of their pronouns says a lot, you know, about where he stands politically. And actually earlier this month, Elon Musk voiced his support for Republican Florida governor, a guy called Ron DeSantis. So, DeSantis is known for his support of the so-called Don't Say Gay bill um, that bans discussion of gender identity and sexual orientation in some Florida classrooms, and he holds a zero rating from the human rights campaign for his voting record on the LGBTQ-related issues and legislation. So, like, this is the guy that he's supporting. Like, he's literally saying that he might vote for him in the 2024 election. Um, and not only has Ron DeSantis supported the don't say gay bill, but he's also signed into law legislation that strips black voters of their rights and he wants to reduce the discussion of race and diversity in schools and business and he has also tried banning medical care for transgender youths. um he's a fuckwit so this is all just fucking
1: awful and the fact that He could be buying Twitter. Has he bought it or? He's bought it. They're like going, I reckon he's got cold feet and so he's like trying to pull out at the moment. We haven't heard about it in a while. Again, all of that is over on the shit show and so is an explanation of the don't say gay bill um, if you want to know a bit more about that. But yeah, and I mean, it should be enough that Elon Musk was gonna be one of Ye's political advisors when Ye was gonna run like that should tell you his sporadic changing in political affiliation basically it feels like whatever's against whatever's against the progressive like ideal Elon will go for because he knows that there's that big group of people that just want to like, go, they want to be devil's advocate in everything, and, you know. The- yeah, that's what I was about to say. He just seems like a fucking huge devil's yeah. advocate, And which is just... You know that online people will follow him as well. You know that it'll be, like, another Jordan Peterson moment. You know that it will be, like, that group of people that are easily led and radicalised and will just see the shit on Twitter. Totally. Yeah. And the people
0: that have followed him throughout his journey... Yeah. You know, the people that knew of Elon Musk before he became the world's richest man. I, yeah, it just is really scary, especially when he has his own family ties. Like, you know, usually your own personal experiences make you more empathetic to these sorts of things, but it shows very clearly the fact that his daughter wants to totally and legally yeah. disassociate herself from him. You know, what kind of person he and is fear enough. and how much power he has in yeah. the world. yeah. Absolutely. Um, But thank God, Luz, because there is actually a nice celebrity story regarding pronouns to kind of counteract Elons. And that's our girl JLo. So Jennifer Lopez was singing in LA last Thursday, and she invited her child Emmy um, onto the stage to sing Christina Perry's A Thousand Years With Her. And This is what she said when she welcomed Emmy onto the stage. She said, The last time we performed together was in a big stadium like this, and I asked them to sing with me all the time, and they won't. This is a very special occasion. They are very, very busy, booked, and pricey. They cost me when they come out, but they're (laughs) worth every single penny because they're my favorite duet partner of all time, so if you will, indulge me. So, obviously, using Emmy's correct
1: pronouns, just I got goosebumps when you know." I've seen the Honestly. video as well I just get goosebumps every time because it's just the way to do it is to just normalise it because it is normal and the way Lo said that they're her favorite singing partner like of all time like, honestly so sweet which i
0: didn't realize Luce, is that j-lo is actually a really long time ally of the lgbtq plus community so in 2014 she received a glad vanguard award for producing the fosters which was a show all about the rainbow family dedicated to her boy
1: the fosters is one of my favorite shows is it i've never seen it I did not know that JLo produced the Fosters.
0: Yeah. So she produced it and she dedicated the award that she got to her late lesbian aunt, which is really, Aww. really lovely. Um, and then also she talks about her nibbling. So her nibbling is a gender neutral term used to refer to a child of a sibling. Like, so instead a niece, Aww. instead of a niece or a nephew, they're her nibbling. Um, and... So who's her nibbling? So her nibbling is someone called Brendan. And I don't know whether she brought out this film, but there was this film that came out called Draw With Me that is a sort of documentary. And I think it goes um, to teach people about transgender people and she has this sort of lovely opening saying you know this is really personal to her and it's a family experience and she just wanted to you know show her support and use her platform to create awareness which is really awesome so this isn't the first time that she's been you know an ally to this community which
1: is amazing nibbling is actually so cute so is that for someone that's yeah
0: so nibbling is referring to like your niece or your nephew. But you can also say, I'm going to go visit my nibblings and you could be visiting like two nieces and a nephew right. or whoever. It's sort of just like Just a catch-all nice gender
1: neutral. Yeah, yeah, that encompasses everyone and everything. That's so cool. Oh, I love JLo And I also really love that we had this story to sort of round out the Elon story because I don't like bringing stories, mm. especially to Culture Vulture, that feel all negative all the time and so it's really nice to have you know an example of someone in the limelight doing it yeah. right I know, it's nice to
0: try and balance out all of that shit that's happening right now.
1: Kind of like how Heartstopper is actually a queer show that's not based around tragedy. It's actually something nice for the queer community to be able to watch that doesn't have to be because of something shit. So I love J-Lo. I love that. I know, it's like when the...
0: It doesn't have to center around the adversity of being a trans person or of being a queer person. It's so nice to celebrate them for, you know, being a human being and and living Live their lives. lives.
1: Yeah. So true, Liv. Now, aside from having J Lo's documentary on your radar, do you have anything else? Yeah, I
0: have kind of I mean, I don't know whether it's niche, it's probably kind of niche to the designers and artists out there, but um, I found this really cool website called It's Nice That, um, which is just a really cool place where I think they are all about showcasing creativity and it's a lot of inspiration for anyone who is creative and like such fucking cool work happening out in the world. Um, So it was cool. You know, when you like find a website and you're just like, this is great
1: hmm mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I feel that when I find new newsletters and I'm yes like, yeah oh my absolutely. god, how have I not read you before you're like
0: I'm gonna go on you every day
1: um yeah. Luce what about you on your radar I actually don't have anything except for I think the Elvis movie which I think we've mentioned time and time again um I really want to see that it's gonna happen at some point so
0: so do I I was actually reading there was an article on Vulture and they listed like From best from worst to best, the people that have played Alvis before. Yeah. Um, and they put Austin Butler at number four out of like twenty or something like that. So, you know, positive. I think I might go and watch it with my parents while I'm home.
1: Yeah, I think you should. Now, before we finish this episode, we do need to say a huge thank you to part-time rangers for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. You should, if you're over 18, obviously go and grab one of their nice drinks to have a sip on and, and save the wildlife while you're at it. I actually love that so much. We also have to say a big thank you to Jane Yee from the Spinoff Podcast Network. And Liv, a big thank you to you, Da. Oh, always. A bit weird not being with you, but um, in a couple of weeks' time. <laughs> but now we're going off to talk about Love Island, and so I can't fucking wait for that. We are the best part of the week. Yeah,